Heyo, my name is Haley. I'm a wife, boy mom, event planner, type A, Enneagram 3 introvert who extroverts well. I also secretly like breaking rules and I'll dance no matter what if I hear Beyonce. I'm a bit of a jump in and then figure it out later sort of a person. I have a story and I bet you do too. Jesus has been rocking my life since I was 17. He's truly taken the brokenness of my past and turned it into beauty, and I cannot wait to unpack all of it with you. My purpose is to help other women who are hurting or numb to obtain, retain, and amplify their God-given wings. He wants to make beauty from your brokenness too. Will you let him? Hello, hello. I hope that you're doing well today. I don't know where today finds you, whether you're in your car or running around with your kids or sliding in those headphones at work, wherever it may be. I just want to thank you for trusting me with some of your time today. I promise you that it will be worth it. I'm really excited to talk about a subject that I think is just so applicable to every Christian, every person, but especially every Christian, and that is forgiveness. I have really struggled through a lot of it and have seen the victory on the other side of it that can be had. And so I'm just really excited to share some of the wisdom that God has been showing me when it comes to this topic today. So I'm pretty sure that all of us can think of someone when I ask the question, who do you need to forgive? I mean, almost all of us can think of someone, and if we can't, then it might even be ourselves. Holding on to almost like memorizing pain that someone else has caused us for whatever reason, is our natural instinct. For whatever reason, it's our natural instinct to remember the pain, to replay what happened, maybe to argue our points where we've been right in our head, to wish for that apology and to spend so much time dwelling on it. I mean, just so much time dwelling on it. Our relationships are so rich and so important in our lives. I mean, we were literally designed to be in relationship with one another. And I think you all know that good relationships can make your life and bad relationships can hurt it. My personality type is such that I cannot ignore when I am having a conflict with someone. I'm non-confrontational. I mean, I'm working on becoming confrontational, but for the most part, I'm non-confrontational. I don't want to deal with it. I want to prevent more pain from happening to me. And so for most of my life, my natural inclination was to do all those things, to replay the pain, to remember it, to hold the person hostage in my heart. Surely because I wasn't going to let that happen again. I don't know who your person is that that comes to mind or what's gone on in your life. Or maybe you even think that you have practiced forgiveness and maybe you have. Maybe you have conquered it. And if so, that's wonderful. And then you would know what the freedom feels like on the other side of it. But if any part of you is still struggling, still worrying about this situation or this person, still feeling like you have anxiety, any part of anxiety is a red flag that there is probably still some forgiveness that needs to be had. Any shred of bitterness or resentment or pain that is still coming from a person or a circumstance or a situation that you walked through is a surefire sign that there's still some work to be done, and I'm going to help you do just that. So I know that you know stress can literally hurt our bodies. You know, it can cause physical pain, physical disease later in life. I'm reading a book on trauma right now. It's incredible the connection between even the pain we face as children affecting our physical health as adults. I once had a falling out with a friend that affected my digestive tract and almost took me down. I mean, I was dehydrated and I was seeing every doctor I could find. I was trying every vitamin, trying every diet. I thought I was a goner and it really did turn out to be linked to anxiety. So I have direct experience with what they're talking about when they say that that stress I think especially when it's emotional, relational stress, 
can bring us down, not just mentally and spiritually, but physically. Spiritually speaking, it's been said that unforgiveness is a clog in our drain. So if you're trying to get closer to God, you're trying to grow in your relationship, you're trying to hear Him more clearly, have more faith, you know, see more of those God signs in your day, something that is sure, certain to stop you in your tracks is unforgiveness. It is a wall that we have put up around our hearts to prevent more pain, but it also prevents a lot of peace, a lot of joy, and a lot of the deposit of the Holy Spirit that God really wants to give us. It it really is just a block, and it's one of the biggest ones I can think of. So it's really important to work through. I'm excited to talk through that. So let's talk about what forgiveness is not. This is so important. It's a huge misconception that forgiving someone means that we're going to go be friends. Absolutely not. Forgiveness does not equate to friendship. I'm going to say that again. Forgiveness does not equate to friendship or fellowship or even spending time with this person. Forgiveness is more something that you're going to do for yourself. It's not even for the other person. It is for yourself. The Bible says explicitly that we have to forgive. You know, we want to be forgiven by God for our mistakes. Well, we have to forgive. And I always kind of looked at it like, man, that's really hard. Of course, I want to be forgiven and get into heaven. So I'm, I'm going to work really hard on this forgiveness thing. But the more I've thought about it, the more I realize God kind of knows what he's doing, right? I think that forgiveness, when he tells us to forgive, I think it's a little bit more about ourselves than it is about the other person. Like we talked about, it affects you physically, it affects us mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Well, God knows that. So first and foremost, I believe that's why he tells us we need to do it because he knows it's going to affect us negatively if we don't. He says, I think this is in Matthew, Peter is asking Jesus, Okay, so how many times do I need to forgive this guy, this person that just keeps hurting me over and over and over? How many times do I need to forgive him, Jesus? Seven? Should I forgive him seven times? I'm paraphrasing. And Jesus said, uh, you should forgive him seven times, 70 times. I believe that's what it is. Basically saying, there isn't a formula for this. You need to forgive every single time. One of the ways that I like to look at this is say that there's a huge problem. This isn't a movie. I'm forgetting what the name of the movie is. It's going to come to me. The Shack. This is in the shack. A man has lost his daughter to an outrageously terrible murder. She was abused and murdered, carried off by a kidnapper. And this guy kind of goes through an experience. He goes back to the place where they found her body. And he has an experience with God. And he's walking along in the woods with God. And he's got a ladybug that's crawling on his hand. And at a certain point in time, he and God sit down and talk about the problem of forgiveness. And, and this guy is literally looking at God like, you want me to forgive the guy that murdered my daughter? <laughs> you must be kidding. Yeah, you, you missed something there because I'm not going to do that. And this is the best illustration of what I'm trying to say that I've ever seen. So if you have time to go watch this, take a look. But God basically says, I think at this point in time, the main character has the ladybug in a fist because he's been talking about the situation. He's getting kind of upset about it got the ladybug inside his fist. And God says, it's not necessarily that you're letting him off the hook. It's not that he's not going to face judgment and consequences for what he did. It's that you're letting him go so that I can handle this and not you. So the guy opens up his hand and the ladybug, I think the ladybug flies away. And I think that's such a good analogy for us to have It's not that we're going to let this person go so they can just walk all over us and other people. It's that we're releasing them 
to God's judgment. And let me tell you, I have practiced this a few times where I, against my will, I let someone off the hook. I just, I pray about it. I've kind of learned how to do it. Once you learn how to do it, it's like a muscle. It starts to get a little bit stronger. It starts to get a little bit easier. Still is never easy, but I've learned how to let some of these situations go. You know, God says, leave room for my anger, leave room for my wrath, my judgment. He says, human anger doesn't produce anything good for you. So basically like, leave it to me. The ways in which these situations of mine have worked out when I have left it up to God are hard lessons. You know, it's, I watch God deal with the person in a way that my best thought of revenge, like how I could get revenge with this person is not even anywhere near how God deals with this person because one, he's God. So he knows what's going to be most effective, but two, God deals with them in a way where he gets their attention (laughs) and he does it in a way where they're going to grow. And I literally have watched this happen. I really have. When you let him deal with the situation and you let that ladybug go, he does deal with it. He deals with it over time and he deals with it in his own way. I want to go back to us hanging on to resentment for just a second. So we hang on to it because we're trying to prevent further pain, right? Well, if I forgive this person, it's going to happen again. I have to protect myself. But the problem is that pain develops into bitterness, which develops into resentment. Resentment is a very close relative to hatred. And once that starts getting into your body and your mind, it's toxic. And like I said earlier, you're putting up this wall of protection, or so we think. But not only are we not letting the pain in, we're also subconsciously blocking some of the joy that God wants to give us. So that's part of why we want these walls to fall down. Like we said, we want God to deal with the problem, you know, in his own way and in his own timing. And also it's just a matter of realizing that it's a pride thing. You know, it really is a pride thing to say to God, I'm not going to forgive this person because I'm not letting them off the hook because clearly you missed something, God. You're missing something. This person hurt me and you're not doing anything about it. So I'm going to, I'll be the judge of this one. I'm going to hold them in contempt. It's a pride issue when we can't forgive. So for all of these reasons, we need to forgive. (laughs) I'm thinking of one of the examples that I have. I grew up in a very emotionally abusive household, and I had a lot of bitterness in my heart that seeped out in, in anger and rage over the years. And I was constantly thinking about it. I was constantly in a state of worry. I remember the dentist asking me, like, do you bite your lip a lot? And I didn't even realize it, but, like, I bite my lips all day long, or at least at this point in time, because I was just thinking and thinking and thinking over and over and over again about the bad things that had happened. Why do we do this to ourselves? I don't know. But it was affecting me to the point where I would say that at any point in time, 24 hours a day, I was anxious. I was telling anyone who would listen about it. I wanted someone to affirm me, say that I was right, say that I was hurt. And I wanted more than anything for that person to apologize. They need to realize what they've done and they need to apologize to me, I would think. Maybe if I got that apology and they felt a little bit of the pain they've caused me, then we could move on, right? A lot of us think that. We think that if we can just get that, I'm sorry, It'll be okay. We'll go on our merry way. Well, I'm here to tell you that I'm sorry might help a little bit, but the pain is still going to be there. There's still residual pain and it won't help as much as you think. I'm on a rabbit hole, but that's one of my biggest pieces of advice is don't assume that 
An apology will fix everything and don't wait for one. Don't put your life on hold waiting for an apology to come. So anyway, I was out for a jog one day having the typical thoughts that I always do about my past. And and this followed me into years, decades of my life, by the way, where I was in my own eyes and in really anyone who I shared this with justified. I was justified to be angry and I was justified to be bitter and resentful. And so I carried it with me for a long time. Well, I had prayed several times and written and journaled like, God, I want to forgive them. God, I want to forgive them. God, I forgive them. But I had never really meant it. I secretly still deep down wanted them to pay. It's so natural for us to feel that way. We want someone to pay for what they've done to us. Well, on this run, I remember one day I got to, I got to the end of myself and I thought, I am miserable. I don't even know if this other person's thinking about me, but I am miserable torturing myself day in and day out. And I'm, I'm on this jog. I'm going uphill at this point. And I remember saying to God, I really want to give this to you. I, I want you to lift this one off my back. And I remember envisioning myself bringing the person up to the cross and bringing them to Jesus. He grabbed their hand and I turned around and went on my merry way. And you guys, I got to the top of that hill and something lifted. It was a, a shift that I could feel in my heart of hearts. I did not become friends with this person. We didn't spend time together. Not much changed from the outside, but in my heart, everything had changed. God had unlocked the lock to this prison cell that I had been keeping this person in and he let them walk out. And I felt it. I felt the shift. I felt strongly that my problem was in his hands being dealt with. I trusted him with it. I trusted him that he could heal me and that I could move forward and not be afraid. And I really felt a shift. Now, fast forward, I did have run-ins with this individual quite frequently. Just the way that it worked in my life is we saw each other. We would see each other frequently. And it was never talked about, but I do think that this person sensed the shift in me. And I'll tell you what, I got an apology a few days later. It was the apology I had always been waiting for. It was lengthy. It was a text message that I wanted to screenshot every bit of and save and put somewhere so that every time I was doubting, I could go back and reread it. And it did feel good to receive. I'm not going to lie. But what I was just astounded by was the fact that I was already free before I got it. I was already free, you guys. I was free from anxiety. And that text message apology was just the icing on an already delicious perfect cake. (laughs) And it was because God had freed me. See, if you're waiting on an apology to make you feel better, then you're handing someone else keys to your happiness that they have no business holding on to. So you are the only one suffering and tormenting yourself if you wait to forgive. I really just wanted to give you that story and talk you through some of the sheer joy that I really have received and felt in my life from forgiving, truly forgiving, meaning it from the bottom of my heart, and then handing it to God. There is no better feeling than when you have no trace of bitterness. Did the bad stuff still happen? Does it exist in my brain? Yes. But I have absolutely, positively, no bitterness. And there is nothing more freeing than that. Here's a phrase to remember. There's no freedom without forgiveness. Remember that. I'd love to say a prayer for you. Dear God, thank you for the listener who is hearing this today. I pray that you would be in his or her heart 
and that you would reveal where forgiveness needs to happen, even if it's just for ourselves. I pray that you would humble us. I pray that you would show us who we have in the prison of our hearts and that you would walk us through releasing them, that you would walk us through opening our fist and letting the problem fly away to you. I pray that we would trust you enough to give you our problem and walk in freedom. In Jesus' name I pray. Have a great week. Thanks again for tuning in to Beauty from Brokenness. Do you know someone who could benefit from hearing this episode? I think we all do. You should know that your subscription, ratings, and review of this podcast will help us to reach more people for Christ. And that's what it's all about. Remember that you're worthy and have a wonderful day.